the tip of tea. Right, you know you're hosting this week as well? Yeah. Right, oh, crack well. on. <laughs> <laughs> you're recording this, there. <laughs> ah, well, fuck it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Real Good Podcast. Uh, this is where you get all your real good recommendations. How are we doing, Nick? I'm really good on this fine Monday. 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 Because someone screwed the pooch. <laughs> Literally. What, what, how, how was your Sunday, mate? Oh, <laughs> that was literally the noise I made all day and night Sunday. I was hanging at my tits. So I, I messaged Sean out. What time yesterday? 12. 12. And I was like, mate, what's the crap? You almost come around for like and four-ish. I, just, I phoned you, didn't I? Or did I text no, you? No, you first messaged me going, I've just woke up. Yep. And I was like, oh, goody. He'll be feeling really well. Because basically as well, the warning, I should have I read the warning signs because the night before... I got a picture of you holding two bottles of Buckfast yeah. and I was like, this is going to happen. Well, for, especially for somebody who's never drank Buckfast. Can, can I just say, that is the worst position for you to have that mic. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because it just keeps moving around. It's going to pick up all the sound. No. <laughs> I'm too, too tired to get up. Oh, yeah. In fact, I will get up. It is what it is. I can't stress how amusing this is to Sean to fidget about thinking, oh shit, yeah, I knew I was there for something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Forgot about it. I thought I was just going to come to yours and sing songs all day and then go to the cinema because that's all I've had for the past 20 minutes. Yeah. It's been really fun. Um, news wise, what's been going on? News wise, um, some gangster shit. Yo, is that a way they would start no, it off? No, 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 but buzzing for this man. I what mean, is the news? So basically, um, the creators of Sopranos and Goodfellas are making a new show. Is this going to be with HBO? I love how immediately it's like it's yeah. with HBO. Surely it's, it's got to be. Um, let me just check. So it's, it's reported on Deadline, um, oh. and it's been made by Brian Grazer and Terence Brian's Grazer, Terence Winter, and Nicholas Pelleggi, who wrote um, Goodfellas. Yeah, and which is a great book. I've never read it. It's amazing. It's somewhere in that shelf. I've still not touched it. I've got loads of books that I need it's to read. Amazing. Um, but yeah, um, Deadline have confirmed an exclusive saying written by. Uh, Showtime Showtime is developing an hour-long drama for Brian Grazer, Terence Winter and Nicholas Pelleggi. It will be produced by Showtime and Imagine Television Studios. Um, Terence Winter had written a few, like, was a massive sort of factor in uh, Sopranos, but also, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, went on to write Boardwalk Empire. Um, And then, obviously, Pelleggi for... um, Pelleggi? Pelleggi? Pelleggi, Pelleggi, won't it? Pelleggi, Um, But then, yeah, he wrote um, uh, The the Wise Guy, which is the book Goodfellas is based on. Like, this is... It's like the dream team, isn't it? It's like the Avengers. Yeah, it's this is like this is like a second Irishman. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Putting all these names together. 100%. But I think that, I wonder what if I have got but, um together before that. Do you know what I mean? Or if this is after the Irishman, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, this will be what in terms like of post Irishman, so they've uh, went they how successful. Gone, yeah. Yeah, they looked at it and went, You can do some along the lines of that. Yeah. Now we straight away you were like is it with HBO because it's got to be. winter it's not so it's with Showtime so that what? would be that would be like I mean looking at it Empire they've done Empire um, on on Showtime and stuff so um, which is also quite big I mean I yeah, watched a big, lot of it but um, after that raging debate of people saying that Empire <clears throat> was better than The Wire which was what so frustrating who said that and so, when so I worked it's life so, be, so being like working day to day on Twitter yeah. I saw that blow up and people were just like oh yeah it's miles better than the wire 
I had to leave the room, mate. I had to just wow. have a bit, bit of a moment with myself. Um, but yeah, at the moment, there's no cast confirmed, obviously. It's literally it's the, just... early, the earliest of early days. Um, but It's so exciting, though. Mate, to sit in that writer's room. Madam. Like, can you imagine the ideas that will be bouncing around that room <clears> being like... If we were in there, I don't think you're getting them up done. <laughs> we're just like... <laughs> no, no, See, no, that's... No. Bad. no, if you were in the room... Oh, then, no. 100%. <laughs> I, I, I'm like the most annoying person ever. Does anyone need anything? Anyone yeah. want a drink? Do you yeah. want a haircut? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the keys. Um, but yeah, that is top list of something very that exciting. Was, that was big, big news. Um, what's next up? Scream if you want to go faster. I'm just going to sing it all the intro. But yeah, so the interesting thing about this is, right, so Courtney Cox will be back. Um, as, so as is it Gail David, Weathers? Yeah, yeah. David Arquette as, um, is it Dewey or Louie? Or just Dewey, because this Dewey. is the thing. I always get confused with the scary movie so versions and the screen the versions. Um, it's Doofus in that one, isn't it? Doofus. Doofy. Is, yeah, Doofy. 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 We'll get that body you dumped in the river. <laughs> um, pff, mate, I... Um, it's going to be how are you well you you're reluctant straight away yeah because I think it's Why? just because it's Scream 5 Scream 5 yeah, yeah I mean and I don't think the other one's the that great as well I mean the first one was class um, oh yeah they were all I think I think the first one was good second one's great third one second one was great I think the second one was alright was it better than the first one you think the first no. one was the best no. one I think the third one did some brave moves of like certain I don't know. Third one just died a bit, I think. But the yeah. fourth one I thought was interesting because it had the twists of Hayden Panettiere being yeah, involved and stuff. Um, there is no confirmation to my knowledge of Nev Campbell being back yet. But the positive that I'm excited about is the fact that this is coming from the people that made um, Ready or Not. Which Have you seen this one, Ready or Not? Ready or Not, really good horror film, came out last year about a girl who gets married and on the night of the wedding, she unknowingly realises that she's basically in a game where all the family members on the opposite side on the groom side are out to hunt her oh, right. no, no, so no. they all sit down at dinner at the end and she's in a wedding dress that seems quite similar to your next do you remember that yes so it is very I, I didn't like your next oh, at I loved all it. really I loved it man. I fucking hated it oh, why? I really I think it was the, I think it was I, I can't my frustration with it was the fact that she was I loved the idea of Turning the tables on the, on the invaders in the house. You don't really expect it. So basically, if you've not seen your next, yeah. don't know why we're reviewing this. But yeah. anyway, it's a really good film. I enjoyed it. But this Australian girl is going to be this guy, and yeah. he's taking her home for the weekend to see all the family. Yeah. And then just, just sorry, it just stuff just goes off. Stuff kicks off. Yeah. Uh, that's I, is it the people in the masks? And it? so it's three guys in like kind of sheep's yeah, masks, sheep's and, masks and, like, and wolves and trying to kill the family. And you're um, right. And then it turns out she's like an, an outback survivor, like yeah. her dad like, had her in the, Try, in the. Like, she's like the Chuck Norris of yeah. Final Girls, basically. She'll make um, like traps and stuff. She's yeah. like a badass Kevin McAllister. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's, I think I think it was, I don't know, it was all right. I think the reason I liked Ready or Not more was because. I've not seen that only watching that. Honestly, yeah. really fucking great film, man. Because I mean, your recommendations have been pretty solid. Thank so. you. Um, yeah. But more on that in a bit. Yeah. But like, but, but Ready or Not really funny as well because right, okay. the family are all uptight yeah. really um, just dickheads and it, basically they're doing it because they've there's a curse on the family and they need to it's a sacrifice yeah it's a sacrifice oh, how, um, <laughs> but they're like running around the house and she's she's in a wedding dress for the whole film and she's just like fucking rich people because um, she's very much like 
the other, not the other side of the tracks, but Scum like, like us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. peasants, but just a really funny film. And um, so, oh, I think it's I want to say Samara Weaving. I'm gonna have to find this name now. Yeah, yeah, it's Samara Weaving. So she's gonna be uh, one of the daughters in Bill and Ted as well in the new one. Oh, right, okay. I think she's Ted's son. Uh, Ted's daughter. Ted's son. Ted's son. <laughs> Ted's, son. Ted's son Bundy. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, that's my positive for Screen Five. Like, whilst the cast, any any comeback sequel you're gonna go really isn't mm. it you know hasn't it done it's done it's what it needed to do but then you have films like i don't know they're nothing in like compared to then you have films like rocky balboa yeah which or creed which i know they're linked yeah um but i think definitely spends well, on we've them, talked but... about in the past how like dominus number two was a bad idea oh. but every so often Kill if you, yeah if you've got a good sequel to make then just make it like have a go and I think these guys but do you not of, think it would depend how long they've waited do you know what I mean remember Screen 4 then Screen 4 um, <clears throat> I always think sometimes when the time has passed that's probably a good indication of not to make the fucking fifth one like I mean, I'm going to say 2009 so Screen 4 was 2011 Scream oh, yeah. Five will be two twenty twenty one, so so ten years. Yeah, um, which is just a bit more of a gap between Scream Three and Scream Four. But then you have a look at the idea of films like Halloween, oh, which was good. Yeah, it was alright. Some wasn't, of them kicked ass at all. Yeah, yeah. But the last one, the recent one that completely like vaporized any other sequel, and was like, no, that goes from Halloween, the first one, to this one. So it's him in Nightmare on Elm Street, not. Yeah, but like, Nightmare is like Dream fucking Warriors and yeah, Dream Warriors is great. No, it's not. Oh, it's... Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, yeah, but that's. Do you know what I mean? Like... That's that's milking it. I think people now. <laughs> it's Green Five, isn't it? No, but no, but I think there are certain. I think there are certain examples where they're not milking it, and it's like it's like Top Gun. Do you know what I mean? You can't you can't say, oh, this will be terrible, but you're really excited for Top mm, Gun because top realistically, you should look at it the oh, same lethal way. Lethal Weapon Three. What? Lethal Weapon Three and things like that. No, but like, like lethal. Well, they've talked about Lethal Weapon for ages, <sighs> but what I'm saying is like, I think you should all paint it with the same brush in terms of yeah. going. There might be a gap, but do you think that that what you're trying to say is they know what they're getting with us? Is that does that make no, sense? No, I think yeah. I, I think like there's no massive expectations for this to be. Oh my god! Cannot wait for Screen Five to come out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think Final Destination Ten. Yeah, you know I think mean? I think it comes you down to when you watch these films. Yes and no because that's the very reason people get excited for it because they can pitch, for example, like Candyman. Yeah. Like that new one looks fucking great. But it's man. a reboot, and it? oh. it's a reboot-ish. So Tony Todd is apparently in the new one. Right, okay. And I think that's the way to go. I think to, to look at the detail, look at the legacy of the franchise and go, right, what worked and what didn't. Let's scrap every obviously logical move would be scrap everything that doesn't and then work on that. I think particularly ready or not, I think if you watch that, you will change your mind. Because if the same creative force are behind that, that are doing a new Scream sequel, yeah. I am 100% on board. Well, yeah, I Fair um, point. Favourite favorite, uh, horror franchise? Oh. I know what mine says. Favourite horror franchise? I'd say Alien. Really? Favourite horror franchise? I, I was going to say, I'm talking like more. Like slashers? Yeah. I think I think Halloween had some good, like... Texas Chainsaw Massacre's mine. Really? Yeah. Loved it. The first one's great, but they just sort of... I know. The original's great. The original's amazing. Yeah. Um, Conjuring. Conjuring's a very <sighs> good franchise. Yeah. 
Like is... those first two are fucking nasty pieces of work, man. And I can't, it's weirdly. What was it um, we were talking? We were talking about a horror the other day there, and I don't think it is the Conjuring. Remember, I was saying to you, not a lot of shit goes on during the day, and it's a bit with the woman's playing the piano, and you can hear the baby monitor, and he's it's, uh, insidious. It, <gasps> that gave me the fucking <laughs> the wallies that gave me, man. But it's true, like that's. I think you know those are two franchises that are definitely, yeah, and it's from the same I'm, sort of aye, Bloom same. House, like know what they're doing. Um, but yeah. I'm up for this. Yeah, I will wait to see a trailer, but I'd love you to watch Ready or Not between now and next week okay. and be like, "I'll do it." Because I've already swayed you with with something else. But yeah. should we talk about what else? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh! I hope you heard that. Sean just cracked, cracked his, his neck. neck. <laughs> that was grim. Um, uh, what else is on the news, man? What else has been going on? Makes you look bending like I know. Sorry, mate. Stretch Armstrong. It's sorry. mad. Can I help it? Um, what else is on the news? Netflix has released its first images. Of Nuts Ratchet. Right. And Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Paulson? So this has been made From... by Ryan Murphy, who yeah. made American Horror Story. So I love the, the, f- the first couple, American Horror Story, I I've think. I've never been a fan. Personally. Have you not? No. Have you, did, you, did you watch Asylum? I did watch Asylum. Class. I thought it was good. My first... So... We'll talk about that in a minute yeah, because that's a bit like off, but my yeah. long my long sort of frustration with American Horror Story. But yeah, Ryan Murphy is making um, a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest focusing on Nurse Ratchet, who for me is one of the nastiest villains in film history. Yeah. That, it's a piece of what? It's that glassy, dead-eyed, yeah. like... I, see, when I watched that film, like... And that's that is probably a sign of a good villain. Yeah. Grip my teeth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, you're fucking cow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So for those that don't know and haven't seen it, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is like a if classic Jack Nicholson it. film about a guy who basically is risking, rather than do jail time, he decides to go yeah. to an asylum. He's found a he loophole. He's found a loophole where he's going to pretend to be a bit nuts. So he goes <laughs> into an asylum. And it is one of the most bittersweet comedies yeah. you could ever imagine to see. Um one of the best endings ever. Yep. Uh, if you've ever seen the Simpsons episode where Bart shakes that can of coke up and yeah. ends up in hospital, and Barney tries to, <laughs> Barney lifts the sink up and busts out. That's the ending. Yeah. Um, chief, big they, chief, big chief, yeah, big chief being a fucking like runaway. The 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 biggest one of the biggest elements, and it's literally the only acting role she ever did. Really? Never did any work after it. Um, <laughs> but what a performance! Yeah, iconic. Not so I mean. Nurse Ratchet is the the iron fist that rules this this um, this hospital, and it's that great ch- game of chess where, like Jack Nicholson, like Murphy's like trying to obviously fuck with the system. Yeah. she knows she knows he's oh, he's smarter 100%. than he is, and it's at what point do uh, the breaking point? It's tragic. Yeah, it's like it's her regime, and he's came in, and, and he's the and they both of them are playing like a kind of cat and mouse, yeah. back and forth. How far can he push it? And yeah. she's like, "This is the rules." Do you know what I mean? And she's so she's very calm. Yeah, that's what's cool, calm and collected. It, yeah, and because you are, she, she's she's intentionally trying to push him, and she does it with such a calm attitude yeah. that you're like, "You fucking that." Bitch. That's like, I see you look at you know you like it. But it, 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 <sighs> it is that. It is that condescending patronising yeah. sort of silent insubordination yeah but like we don't do that here and he's yeah. just like oh you oh. fucking prick but like, I was like remember um, people saying that to me like see if you don't give people a reaction mm. so see if, if I'm trying to push your buttons yeah. and you're just like that's, that's fine. fine yeah that's fine um, I'll, we'll just have to do this no dead quiet you're like yeah. fucking bastard because <laughs> you just want that you want that kind of reaction well, from she's, back she's and forth. almost that classic customer service with a smile in it but it's yeah. She's ruling the hospital, and she's got power. And she's got power, and it and 
I think again we I've talked about this in the past but my problem with prequels is that you always know the ending yeah so you know what's going to come with her you know what her outcome will be long down the line but this looks it's cool be, if they just ended it with like Murphy that shot of just having yeah, just Murphy coming in and you're like, but, but the series I mean the series I remember this being talked about ye- literally years ago and never getting any light and somehow they've managed to make a series that I didn't know Netflix. about Netflix being the sneaky dogs that they just are just picking up again um, so it's been it's called Ratched R A T C H. Is it Ratched? I'm not, I thought it was. Ra- is it not? Well, it's got to be Ratched. No, it's Ratched. Not that's Ratched. Said, yeah, yeah. Because I always say Ratched, but as in, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like a. Tool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but not Ratched. Yeah. But I'm I'm interested because you. Is, is Elizabeth. Well, not Elizabeth Moss. Is Sarah Paulson another person to put on your list? Uh, I think so. You just don't like her? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about her. Like. Do you always find that hard? Like, can, can you explain why it's, you don't like certain No, actors? I get it. The thing is, right, I get it. Because, you know, these people these people you've probably worked with in the past, you're just like, I just don't like you and I don't yeah. know why. But I can't think of an actor. It's like, as soon as you came into the barber shop, I thought, <laughs> uh, I think he'll grow on me. Yeah, like a Duma. It's not a Duma. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, There's got to be an, an actor or an actress that you cannot fucking stand. like. I just don't know again. Oh, fuck. Come this on. is really going to be. It's got to be one Jesus, man. It's not that hard. You've got a whole pool there. There's, there's no one I can think of. But see, the thing with Sarah Paulson is, like, she's been in shit that I like. Yeah. I'm That's like, what's asylum, frustrating. American Horror Story. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I think maybe this will sway you. Maybe, maybe. this will do the job of turning it's not, you around. It's not going to. I'll probably love Ratched, and then I'll be like, but I still don't like Sarah Paulson. Same way I loved Invisible Man. Oh, I was like, don't. "Fuck you, Elizabeth Moss." Got no time for Moss. Um, yeah. It's weird. I'm trying. I'm, I'm between now and next week. I'm gonna try and find someone that I don't You've like. You've got. How can you? I, come on. It's got to be someone at the top of your head. I can't think of anyone. Think of a film that you don't like, or even a film that you do like, where you think, oh, "I hate that person." I can't. I genuinely oh, can't think of anyone. You're that, so nice. That's no, no, no. It's not that. Like because obviously there's films with villains in it, and I think you absolutely. No, bastard. I'm not talking about villains. No, this is what I'm getting at. So I've got to have that sort of emotion towards someone. But yeah. it's like to just watch them and be like, "I don't like you." Yeah. I can't think. It's gonna really I'm annoy me. I'm a judgmental me. bastard. No, but it's annoying me because I'm like, surely there must be it's someone. Be. Ask uh, the masses. She'll be able to tell you. She's got people that she don't like. <laughs> She'll watch programs, yeah. Every <laughs> Sunday, she's like, it's "Fucking here again, isn't he?" Um, fuck, this is really going to do my head in. But I yeah, can't think. anyway, so back to Ratched. Um, so it premieres on September eighteenth. Right, so it's not, not far away. Not that far away. And what's the plot then? So she's is she just coming into the hospital that she ends up work that is the uh, hospital from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So it traces the nurse's history about a decade and a half before the events depicted in the um, the Cuckoo's Nest film, and. It looks. What's funny is it looks like a Ryan Murphy series. Yeah. It looks like American Horror Story. You could you could tell me those shots are for the next American Horror Story. Yeah. And I believe you. And that's no test. That's no discredit to him. I just think it's great how. Whilst I'm not a fan. He's good at what he does. This is what I mean. I'm not a fan of American Horror Story, but when he picks an era, he yeah. fucking goes for it. And Aye. it's like I'm gonna make this look as much like this as possible. Um, and it looks looks very good, but. I think it'd be very... So Murphy knew that his frequent collaborator, Paulson, quote, a very good Connect the Dots actor, when it comes to excavating a character's psyche, was perfect for the marquee role. Um, but I think... Ah, this is interesting. So to quote from uh, Vanity Fair, who wrote, wrote a piece on it, but he warned the Emmy, Emmy winner that he would have to do... She would have to do, quote, some real Walter White type shit. 
Yeah, so, so with that suggestion, be... this will be a Breaking Bad route, route of she'll start off lovely and then gradually be corrupted yeah. by the system that she's coming to. Yeah, it's yeah. easier. It's like an origin story beginning yeah. in 1947. So she'll start off really nice, like kind of working her way through to. I mean, what was one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Probably 60s. Like that's when it's set. Do you, do you know think? What I mean? I'd say I'd say later than that. I'd say 70s. Yeah, but I mean, late sixties. Oh, setting. I'm yeah. not sure. I, don't, I can't so remember when it's set. A good twenty years, at least. Anyway, so it'll be the origins of how she's progressing to be. Yeah, a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and I think I think you know it comes down to that thing of absolute power corrupts absolutely, and she's gonna she'll get a taste of it and be like, I could do this. She's like, I like being a fully fledged monster. But the, but so we've I talked about this last week um, when we were talking about Umbrella Academy, which we'll mention in a bit, but. I never finished Breaking Bad and did it ever end where because I feel like this will be a show where it will end and you'll be like I absolutely despise you as yeah. an individual so do you think that will be the same like did Breaking Bad end like that did, I don't think did you look at Walter from the beginning into the end and go oh fuck you like I didn't you because sold I your think, soul basically yeah I think obviously that's that's the whole point in that road that he's went down yeah but you're still it's like the it's like a sort of like glamorizing um, crime, yeah, which yeah. they do a lot of things like Sons of Anarchy and stuff. Scarface, and, and, like, Scarface yeah. and you're like, I love this character, but he's a prick. Do yeah. you know what I mean? The rise has come, the fall's got to be yeah, eventually. Hundred like, percent. But yeah. I, it does go down that that route where mm. you're like, you've kind of fucked over everybody. Yeah. You're on your own. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But that's inevitably what happens to people who are in crime. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we always go, I'd love to be. I won't I, even say I'd love to cr- be in the mafia. Do you know what I mean? But you're like. <laughs> All that fucking like as far cool back as I can remember, and I good food and doing whatever you want, but constantly looking on your shoulder. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I think I don't even think that's that's crime. I think that's power as a whole. Like politics, you've seen like as you know, as much as it's not particularly favoured now, but like white House collar of, crime. No, but like House of Cards and like you say, Sons of Anarchy yeah, and Breaking Bad. Prime examples. Are House of Cards. That was a shame, wasn't it? Fucking dirty cab, such, a, such a good day. Dirty cab. Um, but yeah, like this, I'll be very interested to see just because, yeah. before, like I've said, I'm not a massive fan. My issue with, with, with American Horror Story is I went into it expecting to be scared because of the title. This is yeah. me being naive. And I feel like it's very much a note, again, not a test, not a discredit to him because what it what it is and what I wanted to be are very different things. And mm-hmm. I just didn't connect with it as a result. But I felt it like a very melodramatic almost soap opera with horror elements in it every season yeah, was that was I. and I don't think that's a bad thing it's just not what I signed up for Yeah. so for my for me you want to watch a good horror show um, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix Brilliant. is an absolute masterpiece of shit in your pants yeah every episode every episode and I didn't like, think I, it was possible I remember um, seeing the trailer for it and I thought that yeah. was good yeah um, and then I watched it with Leslie and, and like I screamed like a three-year-old girl like at certain bits um absolutely phenomenal yeah. like i've never been that scared by a tv show yeah and that's that's what i wanted for american horror story and yeah. never got it and that's again no discredit to it but i'm just i was just more of thinking what an interesting route to try and tell a horror story in a tv series where you expect to be scared and I never, I had, you know, I can't think of another TV show where every episode before it started, I was like, do I really want to watch this? Yeah. And put, put I myself to, through an hour. I actually had to watch some episodes during the day. Really? Yep. Yeah. Just, it's very creepy. Just, just some of the imagery. My mum and dad's actually watching it at the moment. Really? And my dad is like the biggest scaredy cat. Really? Ever. And he's like, 
not terrified. A <laughs> terrified. Yeah. I think there's just some moments in that show that are just amazing. And it's I hard think to top. If again, Netflix shock. Um, but yeah, this this will be interesting. I'll see. We'll have to see when it comes out. So when did you say September the fourteenth? September eighteenth. Eighteenth. Sorry. Yeah. So not again. Not, not far away. Far. Fucking hell, Netflix. Slow down. Um, but yeah, weird thing. We'll talk about that as well. So in the other news, speaking of slowing down. They are going to be changing the play controls on Netflix. Yeah, it's just basically a new player, isn't it? Yeah, it's like so, so it doesn't skip each block. No, there'll be I mean? there'll be the speeding. You can either choose to speed it up or slow it down. So what, when you're watching it, yeah. What the fuck's the point in that? Well, you say that. You just want to watch it at normal speed. <sighs> Instead of watching it like this, <laughs> nobody's like nobody's normal. like listening to a podcast. Like you can pick up the speed on a podcast, which often I do. Oh, do you? Yeah. So do you make me sound like this instead of... Like 15 seconds like... Hello, welcome to the Regal Podcast. <laughs> no, but I think... I don't know, I think... I thought it was just a player. That's what I thought it meant. No, no, As no, in, like, it's, it's going to so be... So you forward, like, fast forward and rewind. You're going to be able to change the speeds on it. So you're able to watch Avengers and shave 40 minutes off it, or probably, like... Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I'm trying to think in what capacity it would be good to use. I think personally, I wouldn't watch a film. I'm not going to sit and watch Goodfellas at 15 times the speed, normal speed. <laughs> as far back as I can remember, what do you guys But like, <laughs> gotta get, the, get the papers, get the papers. Tommy Two's only like 25. Uh, um, but I think stuff like documentaries, because or interviews like um, David Letterman's show, where he has an audience with and he interviews people. You could listen to that, like. Do you know what I mean like you you could have it on but not really be watching it? Yeah. And if it was just, if that way you're you're listening to it like a podcast, and as a result, people that listen to podcasts might speed it up or slow it down. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm squinting my face here. I'm very. I'm, I'm not. not, it, not it's something I've never used. Weird. It is very weird. It's something I've never really considered to use. Well, I wonder where they went. Mm, this will be good. I think it's. Like, where's it, the where's the where's the audience for this? In real in all seriousness, yeah. absorbing content. Really? If you binge watch a show, you imagine binging it. Like faster. faster, basically. You imagine us watching. You know, you watched Umbrella Academy. If we, if we, I mean, it obviously, only works for people that review it. But if you're wanting to review something or quickly smash like, through a show, yeah, and not fall asleep for ten minutes, yeah, just get it out of the way. Like, <laughs> just smash through it. I don't know. I think. Mm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine. Leave it, leave it the way it is. I, I mean. know that some directors have spoken out about it and gone, "This is a fucking terrible idea and an abomination of of what of the the correct way to absorb a film or a TV show." And I get that. I yeah, just think sometimes you need to actually sit and really like, sit, take yeah. it in. But then at the same time, you can't. I'm not going to say you can't talk about something you never had because it has been in. You can do it with DVDs. I don't and even, I understand why you want it faster. I have no idea. Anyway. But yeah, that's the thing well that's done, happening. Um, something, something new. Yeah, two steps forward, one step back with that. But um, but yeah, Ratchet's out very soon and you'll be able to watch it four yeah. episodes time instead of eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, strange. Sticking with Netflix. Sticking with Netflix. With Nick's um, recommendation last what week. What did I say last week, Sean? You sold it and then... I f- and, and I wasn't like... What are we talking about? Sorry, we're talking about Umbrella Academy season two. So what I binged basically two seasons <laughs> so in, in what is that a, a week that would a week yeah Jesus yeah so that was what 20 episodes uh, 10 each 10 each yeah, yeah. yeah. King Sean yeah King Sean because <laughs> like, you were really surprised weren't you I was like I've, I've watched um, The Umbrella Academy and you're like what all of it and I was like yeah and you're like <laughs> Jesus <laughs> but it's I think it's fucking amazing what would you give it out of 5 now out of 5 yeah 5 
You would give it five out of five. I'd give it a five out of That's five. Very interesting. From acting, superb. Like, yeah. Is it Aiden? Aiden Gillen. As wow. Close. Still, still as good as he was in Misfits. No, that's um, Robert Sheen, is it not? Oh, sorry. Aiden, sorry. Aiden, Aiden uh, is the, the number five. No, it's not. You Aiden sure? Gillen. We're going Aiden Gillen from This Is England. That's definitely wrong. No, Aiden Gallagher. Aiden Gallagher. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is sorry. Uh, is five? Yeah. So, you give your verdict. Then, what do you? So, who's your favourite? It's got to be close. Like right. Robert Sheen for me. Right. It's like brilliant. I loved Misfits and stuff. Um, uh, but even even when I first tried to watch this, mm. I knew he was in it, and I was like, "Yes!" But yeah. it just I couldn't. I never got past that second episode. So anyway, finally did get past the two, three, four, five, all the yeah, way to ten all of the it. first season. Um, soundtracks, brilliant music, the fight scenes, the the, um, the CGI, mm. everything. It's just it's fuck. It's just so well done. Yeah, the writing that as well. The only thing that I will say is, I mean, the whole apocalypse and that, and then. Yeah. Season two, Doomsday, they're just following it again, spinning it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I thought with the end of season two, I was like, interesting. Yes, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm really excited. And I'm like, who are they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But theory. Go on. So, oh, do we spoil it? Oh, if, you, if you're going to watch Umbrella Academy. Season two, three, stop listening now. In three, two, one. Spoilers. Right, so, spoilers. <laughs> um, the little boy, he's... Holding the sparrow. Yeah, in the car. Did you That's see that? Him. He's the, he basically, um, what's his, what's the the dad's name? Reginald Hargreaves. Yeah, adopts him. Yeah, and so he's got his other. So I thought siblings. It, I loved for one. I fucking so you're talking about um, Robert Sheehan and Aidan Gallagher is number five and Klaus, right? You think Probably. they're your MVP? They're your MVPs. You're going yeah. to say something else, aren't you? No, I am, and I'm very surprised to say it. So I did a review for Jump Cut again, like plug, but it's on the it's on their website and. I'm massively grateful for having watched it because I think I think word of mouth always helps and it is that yeah. thing of I I was reluctant to I had no intention to watch the second season at all right. but then they gave me they were like can you review it I was like yeah fine I was like I need to watch the first season again smash through it second season smash through it again what I love is that I always expected Robert Sheehan to be good anyway because he's yeah. I think in everything he does he brings an energy like no yeah, other person on the set right? he's the centre of the attention yeah. for all the right reasons and works Aiden Gallagher for me wore off a bit. I think so. maybe in the second season. Yes. Yeah. So my problem was he he there was no there's no arc with him in terms of I love the whole idea of well you're an addict too like yeah. the whole relationship between him and Klaus in the first season where it's like well you're an addict you're yeah. what you want this you want this to happen yep. you need to do this because you've like, got nothing else to live you for you must save the world yeah you know you've I mean? got to do it and he, and it's like he's got no connection with anyone else like he doesn't show any affection to any other family member yeah. he, he's just this needs to work else it, well, if we don't the world will That's end it. and I don't think he did it for any reason other than if he if for personal success or achievement of Mate. if I don't stop this from happening I've failed and that will really yeah. piss me off and it's like he looked at it like a job and nothing more which for me there was no shift in that from first from the first season to the second there was no transition mm-hmm. which really fr- frustrated me a bit but the massive surprises for me were uh oh shit um ben who yep. is klaus's who's basically number 
four. That he's number seven. Number seven, number that, seven. That, that basically died right. for reasons you don't know. He's got like octopus. He's got his power things. is he can open up his chest and he's got yeah. like an interdimensional monster in his body, yeah. which is fucking amazing. And it just wraps the heads off. But he wasn't in the first season very much. But yeah. second season, so much more. Yeah. And I was watching the interview today. I like um, that when he went into clothes and stuff. And yeah, that whole body swapping. Yeah, that thing. was pretty cool. But I watched an interview today with the whole cast and Steve Blackman, who's one of the creators, yep. and he talked about he he attached to Ben Ben's character as writing it so much because he was he's he's realistically the wisest person in the team and the only person he can share his opinions with is the fucking the, most the, insane idea. person in the team yeah. that's like that's a good deal like, what what a, what a flip side of yeah. like the calm I basically and then also in season two he's like season two kind of saves yeah saves he definitely saves the day I mean? and I loved the fact but I loved that little quiet moments where they, they're they all talking and it's like oh did Ben come with you and he's like no no he's still in present day he's, he's like, like you fucking ass he's <laughs> sat in the chair going you dick because for those that don't know so Klaus's power is he can speak to the dead so he can he still can speak to Ben them as well yeah he can still speak to Ben and he never really makes them aware that Ben's still there yeah but there's a great moment where they all get up and leave and Ben sits down Ben's still sat there and he's like I've really missed you I've really missed you all and I was yeah. just like fuck me man what a, what a you know, we've seen so many ghost f- stories in the past where the, the, you know, the lead character is dead and he's trying to contact and and I just I just love the little moments of of Ben really struggling and just being like, this is shit, but I'm so glad I'm with yeah. you all. Um, but also Tom Hooper as fucking Space Boy, <laughs> yeah, and, the, and his snatch moment of like that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is mad. And it, it goes up there. Yeah, there was the um, Rocky as well when he's running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so there's many, lot, lots of little homages that I've seen. There, huge man, the fact that number five fights his older self, Brilliant. and he's like, "I could do this all day." I'm like, no. "Are you fucking really?" No, no fucking way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Tom Hooper for me, Tom Hopper, Tom sorry, Hopper, Tom Hopper, yeah, Tom Hooper, he's um, something else. Tom Hopper, like as the hulking like monster in the first season that felt completely dis- was thought to be the favourite son and was actually cast out and put on the moon for reason like. I loved that frustration in the first season and it gets to the end of it to lead into the second where it's like you know number five's like the the end of the world's coming he's like I don't care yeah. and that whole arc of he's literally at the lowest point and all you can do is climb back up from there and didn't lean too much on their relationship always eating in the second season eh? he's always eating in the second yeah. season and I just I love loved- the massive like scrambled egg it. <laughs> no. that looked fucking amazing that's not when I was over <laughs> you were like just licking your lips yeah. I loved um, I loved as well his relationship with Diego has strengthened a bit because in the first season they were yeah. they were opposites and really constantly clashing but I loved when he phoned up um, phoned, they phoned up that random old woman because they think they've killed like they found the oh, hit, they killed the mate. he's like I'm uh, going to come for you and he's like it's Oga for Oga which means Swedish for eye for an eye and he's like Oh, sorry, God, God, so, a good day. so they basically get a death threat when they come back to their like safe house and it says Olga o- Olga for says, Olga yeah. in blood and they're like right who's Olga so they go and check a phone book and they and find like, Olga <laughs> Olga for Olga like phone her it's like listen you've she's killed like, our friend hello hello oh, I'm here <laughs> um, but they are just bumbling idiots that like clash yeah. really work well together but yeah Tom Hopper I thought was just great um, because I loved his interaction with Ellen Page as well. Like every every performance strengthens another performance. Yeah. Um because Ellen Page I felt had was majorly in the first season, wasn't much in this one, and sort of annoyed me a bit. Didn't really have much with her story. Yeah. I compared it to um what was fucking Zachary Quinto's name in Heroes? 
Silas? Silas? Silas. The whole, didn't he have a, a memory loss series? Yeah, and I just immediately thought of that and I was yeah. like, this feels lazy to me because I she's know. forgotten who she, she is. Car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. Yep. Um, uh, time travel use, use in this series, by the way, is so fucking good. stellar. The yeah. fact that how they get old number five back. Yeah. Just fucking brilliant. So um, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. I'm so glad I swayed I'm you to very it. Sold. Like as soon as it, it got to the uh, the end of the season two, and obviously the, the Sparrow Academy cliffhanger, yeah. and I was like, cannot fucking wait for season three. It's mad. It's so good. I'd say it's better than Stranger Things. I would say so. It's mad Person- though, isn't it? Personally though, that's obviously a personal choice. Like, yeah. But I mean, to think that the the guy who fronted My Chemical Romance came up with this him and fucking friend, crazy unreal I mean obviously uh, Gerard Way is obviously like massively into comics anyway mm. always has been like mm. massive comic geek and yeah. he just thought I'm yeah, going to have a crack at this but I'm going to make my own I'll and, do it myself uh, <laughs> and look at it now I mean it's obviously what he truly wanted to do do you know what mm. I mean he had like, loads of um, drug and alcohol addiction and stuff with like my chemical romance right. and I don't personally think that was his Sort of true calling, right? This fucking thing is really it's unreal. The Swedes as well, man. The Class. Swedes were great, yeah, great. Um, mate, I'm so glad you like this. Yeah, very. I mean, the the big thing for me, which I, I mean, I don't know, is it big? But I've loved the fucking this choice of music that you use. The choice of music is amazing. Unreal. Like every every like fight scene or every bit where they use a soundtrack, I thought fuck it, it just fits. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I loved, I loved the fact. So, for those that don't know, in the second season, um, Klaus has started his own cult. Um, oh, he's yeah, gone back only... in time and he's become a, he's become a cult leader, and he's following a, a called um, the Destiny's Children. Destiny's Children, and he just constantly he just, quotes. He just quotes music <laughs> lines. He goes like, the guy asks him for like, wisdom, and he goes, um, "Don't go chasing waterfalls." <laughs> and he just basically just quotes, and the guy's like, "That's so deep." Do you know what I mean? Um, but Backstreet Boys. But, oh, like, the putting the Backstreet yeah. Boys in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting Backstreet Boys in, or um, the fucking Swedish version of Hello from Adele. Yeah, that was that was class. That was like, oh, like I'm like, how did they find that? No, it's not that. It's the fact that you listen to it and you're like, I know this. Yeah. And you know the tune kicks yep. in first. You're like, is this Hello in Swedish? Yeah. Brilliant. I like the um, the bit of five fighting oh, the one fight in Sweden, and and the the the. The girl that Diego's got to be his girlfriend, she comes up the stairs, yeah, and he's like, Help me, and it's ki- it's a kiss. I was made for love, yeah. yeah. I was like, Brilliant, <laughs> just so I think, I think for anyone that likes kick ass, yes, anyone that likes your alternative rough, it is an alternative rough around the edges comic book, yeah. Series. And what you were saying as well, it's like a bit of X Men, that sort 100%. of 100% band, but it's very comical as well. Like, there's it's so funny, yeah, it's so funny, it's so so funny, like, like unnecessarily so. Favorite bit of the whole two seasons yeah. is when um, at the end, and Diego's going to he's with Klaus and his sister, and he's going to get um, Ellen Page to yeah. go up. Yeah, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. He's like, I need to tell you something. And he's like, what is it? And he's going to be this like brother moment. And he goes, Never ever tell you, you look like Antonio Banderas <laughs> with that long hair. I was like, fucking brilliant. No, I loved. I loved in the second season as well when they go to meet. Um, they go to meet their dad who who doesn't know them because it's in the past, yeah. and um, 
Luther farts in the lift. Oh. And they're like, again, he's like, I just always get nervous when oh, we meet him. I, that, was, that, was good, that was good. I like the back round the table, they were all showing off their pills. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think there's so many different elephant, ele- elephants? There's elephants? There's so many <laughs> elephants in this in this series. Um, you can count them. But no, really good fucking show. Like, we're watching, we're currently re well, I'm rewatching The Boys at the moment. Yeah. And I think though it's definitely those part and parcel. Those are two very similar shows of if you aren't a fan of comic book shows, but one a hard balls to the wall, not afraid to fucking touch on subjects that you didn't think it would go yeah. to. Um, I think it's great. I think Alison's whole arc, whilst it doesn't get That's highlighted awesome. enough, is such a great idea of sending someone back who could ch- literally change history with a whisper. Yeah, she doesn't and doesn't. Yeah. And like I t- so told you last week, it is. I, Every, and I thought more about it and I was like there are so many comic book films or where it's like how do you use this power what do you deal with it and I feel like this is an example that really fucking leans in on this idea of you know she's in the middle of a riot so she's as I said last week she's the only black character in the in the family and she's gone back to the 60s and she does sit-ins and, and protests and stuff and there's bits where the police have been aggressive with her and it's like her ex- her you ex- want her to use it but her excuse for that was when she explains it she says she didn't have a voice because Vanya has slit her throat yeah yeah so when she goes back mm. she can't speak for like say six months or yeah. whatever so she kind of used to not using it yeah and kind of she says that it, she feels um, she feels better about herself because she's achieved things on her own yeah a rumour but I loved I loved even stuff where it's like where she's exp- she basically has to explain to someone everything that happens in the future and he's like whoa 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 we had a black president yeah and he's like and then later on she's like Nothing. he says he says he's like i thought you said we won like we've got a black president and that she's like it. she's like no no i thought you saw i thought you said we won the fight and she's like no we have but we're still fighting yeah. and i was just like fuck it's me crazy. man that, just uh, little notes where it's like as soon as she said that i remember i was doing the, the review for the, the films when we were talking yeah. about black lives matter and all all of us just kind of said constantly yeah it's still going on today. yeah and to watch that I think I just thought that was even I, I mean that was my one frustration is that her character didn't get enough I yeah. feel but what she did have she used so well but do you think that's a, obviously what you're saying about like um, Vanya and Alison taking like, I think they kind of took a bit of a backseat yeah 100% so that the, the other ones could kind of yeah shine more yeah definitely you know and I, mean? I think I think weirdly especially being close yeah I think weirdly the first season ended on them realising they need to be a family the second season establishes them as a family the fucking opening shot of their whole Avengers moment as well you're just like holy shit and And then it's like nope (laughs) (laughs) well this is it so season three what will that have because that's going to have a whole and it's going to be a whole team a new family of everything they're not how do they how do they collide with that do you yeah. know what I mean and it's and the fact that one of them is fucking Ben like and he's still alive yeah looking like an emo though I know like, it's it's, yeah. he's like look at me I look like Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3 so I'm obviously a bad guy <laughs> um, but yeah just a fucking great show guys like please if you're not highly watched it recommended. highly highly recommended coming from the guy who basically stopped it <laughs> was like, season nope. 1 episode 2 I was like yeah so you said last week because I swayed you to this are you going to say Watchmen aren't you you need to oh, fucking watch Watchmen man because oh, right, okay, to, our, to our knowledge um, I watched one episode yeah so last week um, the Emmys got announced and Watchmen has been nominated for 26 20. awards <laughs> so it's alright yeah <laughs> it's, it's not that bad um, uh, also in other news Chernobyl was now the, the show that's won the most BAFTAs um, in any 
any series, apparently. Um, well deserved. Doesn't surprise me because it's <laughs> fucking yeah. brilliant. But I remember watching Chernobyl and then watching Watchmen straight after. Oh, no, yeah. And again, mate, you know what? If I'm really going to compare Umbrella Academy, there are, there are elements in Watchmen that time travel for one is handled yeah I remember you a lot that. better than this than Umbrella Academy yeah hmm. there you go you see and just the performances in it Regina King's fucking incredible Jeremy yeah. Irons my god like he needs to be in more um, this yeah Watchmen would be a great follow up for this a great like if this was your starter done, done deal. if this is yeah. your starter Watchmen is the main course 100% the main oh, course what's good about dessert oh. I like dessert Ooh. yeah right you go to a restaurant What's your favourite, like, what do you get excited for the most? Are you a starter, main course, or dessert? Mm, probably main. Yeah. yeah. I never look at the desserts. I do look at the desserts, but that's only when I'm going to be a greedy fat bastard. I don't so want to... I always feel bad as well when they go, do you want to look at the dessert menu? And I have a look and I go, no, I'm all right, thanks. Just like, that's a fucking I know, what, what's, what's the one... That, why, why are you talking about desserts? Anyway, <laughs> you um, said, you said, what's going on? Because we're talking about ice cream. Um... <laughs> No, if if there was a dessert there that was on the menu that you couldn't resist that you had to have it. Like mine's would be like I love a Sunday man. I love a fucking really good Sunday, oh. yeah. Did you see that one I made the other day? <laughs> yes. Oh that that was amazing. Mate, it was fucking incredible. Hi. <laughs> Folks, right? Everyone goes on about Ben and Jerry's fish food, right? Uh, Everyone goes on about fun, fucking yeah. cookie dough. I'm I'm here to shout out there's a new contender, right? And it is called Cone Together. And it's Where's that? It's Ben and Jerry's, right? You can get it Asda. All right. It's vanilla ice cream with like chocolate covered waffle cone. So like ice cream cone yeah. cone with a caramel like ribbon Ooh. going through it. So I had that. I do like just Mackey's though. Have you tried just Mackey's ice cream? No. Mate. Mac- I know, I've, I know again. It's Mackey's like- vanilla ice cream and you can... Well, I've got a trick as one of my pals. Uh, Mackey's vanilla ice cream and you get chocolate hobnobs, crush it into it. I mean, my whole, my whole uh, mouth just filled with saliva. Like, so, so good and so simple. You basically just crush it in there, done. So I did. I did for my one on Sunday, on Friday, my Sunday, Sunday that I made on Sunday Friday. On Sunday. Yeah, I had, I had toffee sauce, scoop of ice cream, crunched Oreo, scoop, toffee sauce, scoop, scoop, <laughs> scoop, Oreo again, scoop, and then I snapped two Oreos in there. I put some Oreo in there, stuck in the top. Oh my god! I mean, I've got no teeth did now. You all of it? But that. Of course, I ate all of it. All right, <laughs> it only, no, it was like half the tub, so it wasn't the whole. You know, do you get like as well? I get judged by certain people um, for having the whole tub. There's nothing wrong with having a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's. Shout out, right, to fucking Ruby Knight, who who never listens to this, but I don't care. So I put it on Instagram that story, and she was like, "Oh, have you broken up with Chad Michael Murray?" <laughs> <laughs> fucking bump. At which I put mess message back, and I was like, "I can do better than that." pin those prick oh. um, but yeah uh, Watchmen's the main course I don't know what the dessert will be but it will be, I will line you I will line you up for that okay. could be the boys could finish in time for the boys oh, to how good did that be that's a great fucking like <laughs> yeah I mean it's a bench the... two, two seasons in fucking a week yeah you'll do Watchmen in class you'll smash I'm, I'm quite good at that though. quite good at binging quite good at binging yeah. right on a job Everything. application Just... yeah. so I'm going to talk about what we watched as well this week because yeah. um I've watched quite a few. I watched a couple of old films, and mm-hmm. I watched a new one this week. Um, and it's on Shudder. So Shudder is a new is it's not new. It's quite an old horror pres- um, subscription that um, that's been around for a while. It's like Netflix just for horror. Um, it's like eight quid a month. 
But I, again, for Jump Cut, I reviewed a film called Host, which is a brand new horror that's come out, um, came out on Friday. And it's it was a film, it was filmed completely during lockdown. And it's about a bunch of girls that do a Zoom call and have a seance. Right. And needless to say, shit goes downhill very fast. The For one, the credit for this is that they all filmed, obviously, separately. Okay. During a Zoom call. They all do their own special effects. What? Right. So there's scenes of one girl getting pulled on a chair in a kitchen, and I don't understand how she did it at all, if she filmed this herself. Um, and it's only, would, would you believe it's 56 minutes long? Fucking hell, man. And me and Tina shat ourselves really? for all those 56 minutes. I'm a massive, what's your, firstly, what's your taste on fan footage films, on horrors? Mm, Not a fan. Nah. Any exceptions? Any like ones that you've heard about or never seen? Or because I know people that are listening to this, if there's any horror fans, there's one particular one people are screaming at, screaming for. Which um, is Wreck. Yeah, that's true. I have you seen Wreck? Yep. So Wreck One and Wreck Two, personally, I think yeah. are probably the best two horror films I've seen. Like I've seen. <laughs> you steady on found that. footage. Found footage wise, <laughs> yeah. they are the best two horror, found footage horror films I've seen ever. Um, Wreck One scared the living I watched that and the orphanage back to back one night what's the scariest thing you've ever seen the scariest film I've ever seen fucking hell scariest film I've ever seen I mean we've already said the hill and haunted house was the scariest TV show at least for me anyway well there ain't one there ain't another one is there really scariest horror film ever ever that really just like I can't watch that again yeah it's weird, right? I think when you watch it first time, it's probably like, you're like, fuck me. Mm. But, um, I mean, I remember watching it, so it's just... I was just about to say, like, yeah. I think, I can, what's weird is though, I can watch The Exorcist repeatedly. Oh, 100%. Um, it's just a classic. But I remember when I watched it when I was 13, I, like, we went, I remember uh-huh. going to Blockbuster, and I was like, my dad, oh, I've heard about this, I want to watch it. And my dad's like, look. <laughs> I went to go see that yeah. when I was a kid and did he tell and you the story about nuns handing yeah. leaflets out in the cinema yeah my dad yeah. did so my um, dad's my, my grandma on my dad's side she worked in a cinema so my dad my dad my majority of my recommendations are from my dad when he was like fucking 12 and my yeah. mum was like look I'm doing a shift you're going to sit here for four hours and just watch all this so he watched like Zulu and fucking Great Escape perfect for free like and loved it obviously but yeah, he, he said he remembers going to see The Exorcist and the nuns, like nuns, were yeah. having out leaflets, which I, I think mean, is amazing. Yes, that's obviously they were shitting bricks about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, people faint in the cinemas and stuff. That yeah, was like people are thrown up and stuff like that as well. Um, it's just it's just a great film, and even watching it now. So anyway, I blockbuster. We went, and I was like, "What watch this?" My dad's like, "You won't want to watch it." He's like, it's "Scary." It's a great film, but it's scary. Yeah. No, no, let watch it. So my dad was like, "You're fucking going to watch it then." You know I mean? if, I, like if I'm paying for it yeah. you're watching it yeah. so yep me and my brother and it was literally 15 minutes into it yeah but nothing happens in 15 Aye, minutes but it's just creepy but we're already sitting there shitting ourselves yeah because it's the hype and then it all kicked off and a pillow over the head dad's grabbing the pillow watch it crying so we'll talk, are we doing are we doing a recommendation this week uh, yeah we did right okay we'll did you watch it yeah we did yeah but I'm going to talk about so one one film that got listed so for the real good recommendation this week who we'll talk about the person that submitted it I went to the pub with right and we did a long list and I showed you this list of yeah. films and on that list is one film that literally does scare the shit out of me every time I watch it which okay. is The Descent yes The Descent is a fucking what's the nightmare other one? what's the other man? one where the, the girl's on the train 
Creep, Creeper or something. Oh, God. That's, oh, my God. I've not seen that film in years. Yes. Creep gave, is horrible. That gave me the fucking chills, man. Creep that. is horrible. For those, that, for those that don't know, Creep is a film about a girl who gets locked she, in the subway. She falls asleep. Falls waiting asleep in the in a, in a, waiting for the train, gets locked in the subway, and there is something in the subway that lives and it there. it makes that... Yeah, it's horrible. Fucking... And it, was it was it a baby that was left behind? Yeah. Because it's built over a hospital. Yep. Yeah. So, it's straight just, away, you're just like, yeah. nah, but that's for me. Like that and The Descent is very... Yeah. yeah I, think the, I think for me, The Descent was one of the first films I saw in terms of like wasn't one I was advised to watch or an old film yeah but had moments in it where I was like rewind that what was that yeah and it's so subtle in some of the stuff it does like the bit when they first go down the cave and one of them puts the torch upon this yeah. on the hole and you can see it and the camera and it's not but you don't expect it well, it's, no I think I think my frustration is the classic thing of certain horrors where you watch one someone goes to the bathroom opens yeah. a mirrored cabinet shuts the door it's behind it yeah. you, you expect that but I think with this, this the, my my impress why I was impressed with this is because you do expect it, but it's done so subtly. Literally, the camp yeah. the torch goes over it and then goes back. It's like it's got things, and you're just like, what was that? Yeah. And the great thing about that is, so when the, when you first see one up close and they pick the night vi- night vision up and they switch it on, that was the first time they'd seen it. So that reaction is genuine. Oh, was that? So when all the girls see she she looks through that camera and she sees that guy still behind her. And he, yeah, understandably. But what's even funnier, there's a really great behind the scenes of where they're all getting their makeup done. All the guys that were the crawlers. Yeah. And there's one guy complaining about a taxi. He's, he was Shut like, up. I was fucking late this morning. I couldn't believe it. I was two hours and late. He's just, he's just stood there fully kitted out as like this naked bat-like fucking creature. That's such a good film. Um, but yeah, just a really fucking hard, heavy film. Uh, Descent is a great. And I think, I think again, when we talk about build-up, the, the great thing about that is it doesn't necessarily lean straight into it first of all it deals with the grief that she's going through yeah and then when they get down there the claustrophobia mm-hmm. there's that great scene where she's literally trapped at one point she can't move and they've not even got to the yeah, biggest threat um, which I love it's just those um, other feels and it's the idea of being left down there it's like we talked about this last week with Wolf Creek of being trapped somewhere and no one will ever know you'll, you'll be there it's like no one's going to hear you yeah yeah and it's like we we me and Mrs went for a walk um, on Saturday I think and we've been walking for a good 20 minutes yeah. and we've not seen anyone and it really freaked me out and you're like now's my opportunity <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just started thinking psychotic thoughts nope <laughs> Like, she's like Nick why have you got a shovel I'm going to keep walking um, are you drilling yeah <laughs> but like I think that's the, it's, I've got an issue I've, I've talked about this in the past my, one of my biggest fears is vast areas of stuff just a vast area like if I see a really large wood if I'm walking if I like when we go for like drive down to Nottingham yeah. and we drive past really large woods I really get like quite a bit <laughs> panic about it because in my head I'm like oh my god the trees no but, no, but it's that idea of a dense thick location where something could be happening in there right now and I've got no idea about it or no, I could mate. walk into that That's and get another thing it about freaks it. me out man do you not like go camping then though I don't <laughs> oh, you, should see, you should see where you go camping it's like no but it's weird it's weird like for that I'd be okay because I'd be with people because it's fire <laughs> no, because it's, and knives no, yeah and these guns no but it's just it's, I don't know I've just got a real big issue with it it's like maybe just old houses just old houses yeah. in general. So funny story. So oh, an old church. <laughs> Anything abandoned 
Well, have you ever been to? Nah, I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe a few people have, but the Gartkosh, um old mental asylum, mate. Just anything mental asylum. You can find it on YouTube. Google it, Gartkosh. But it's like an old, uh, basically mental asylum. Right. It is the creepiest fucking thing, and it's still standing. You're like why? And they've built a little suburb hanging around it and all the houses and that. He's going to buy that. He's going to buy that house. <laughs> Mate, there's, there's hundreds of people love it though. You're all mad. Probably, but, uh, yeah. yeah. But like, I've got, um, we used to live, when I was at uni my last year, I lived, lived in a house with five other lads, I think. And there was a house, there was an abandoned house next door to ours. It was like a semi-detached. And it was, you could, to the point where it was overgrown but the door was like all fucked up on the front door and you could literally see straight down because it was the same oh, obviously same plan down the, down the corridor you could see down the corridor oh. and it was just we never went in because it was just not nice you couldn't get into that place because the, the, the plants and stuff were so thick um, it was that overgrown the worst just like shone a torch and you've seen something just stand there well no right so here's the thing <laughs> so we had a Halloween party right and we had a basement <laughs> I thought you were saying you had a Halloween party and nil. <laughs> yeah no we had a Halloween party in the basement of our house right and it was a big basement. Like, you could you could stand upright. Yeah. You know, proper go down in, in, like, a cellar. And we were tidying it up, and we found a door, right? And what was weird you was... You didn't open it, did you? No. Well, yeah. So we did. We opened it, and in this door, there was one chair, right? But what was weird... <laughs> Sean's face has just dropped. <laughs> like, just why dropped did you do that? Um, there was one chair, and there was... A window, no, not a, but in not, a basement. In a basement, not a glass window, like barred, right? And you could walk and look through the bars, and you could see almost what was like an alley. What the fuck? Yeah, it was like fucking. What's his chops? He's that serial killer that built that house that was. Oh, all, uh, Fritzel. Yeah, <laughs> no, the guy that no. was like from the twenties and stuff. He was like first serial killer. You never heard about him? We'll Check it up. No, no, no. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find a name. Matthew Murdoch, who, who told me about this. He's 100 knows this. Is it? Um... DiCaprio's making a film about him. Really good, really interesting. Um, but yeah, it was Did like... cement it up when So it was like door? prison barred. Um, and it was like, there was there was plants and stuff. It was like overgrown down there as well, but you could literally just like stick your head through. Oh, I just put my head through the bars. <laughs> chopped off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it wasn't very nice. That's but then cool. we like lit it up properly and for when Halloween before we had this party, so it was fine. Set it on fire. <laughs> but yeah, it was not nice, mate. Nice. Leslie Ann's fear is um, someone in her house. They're not really like kind of like strangers. Yeah. No, I've seen the film The yeah, Strangers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a film. You know what? There's a scary film that, that I don't scary. like to watch. Yeah, true. Give you that. Why are you doing this? Because you were home. <laughs> <laughs> just standing there. Yeah, just that really wide shot of her in the kitchen, and he's oh, just he just walks it, out I... and then walks back in yeah. again. Probably. No, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, wife, scary stuff. Um, I've got actually covered quite a few scary things yeah 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 we're very scared um yeah. so the reason well where, where did this come from what are we talking about oh, not idea. i've completely gone off you asked about oh host fuck me jesus oh yeah right so <laughs> jesus right so um shudder um netflix streaming horror channel really recommend it got some cl- got some really classic ones and some new ones on there and they've got some tv shows on there that are quite good but host again 56 minute horror film shot in a zoom call these girls do a seance. One of them says, this is bullshit and is joking about yeah. it and breaks the chain when she definitely shouldn't have break, broken the chain. And from then on, this thing just, you know, the script, so-and-so is disconnected from the call one by one. 
you know what I loved when it first came out? What? Paranormal Activity. Yeah, so it's very much... Fucking loved that. It's, it's, that I used to shit my pants at that. I could never watch it, like, so, say, when it was released, like, six years later. Couldn't watch it. Just because I knew how shit scared I was the first time I seen it. It's all that house. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so this, so this leans this leans very much, like, on that. And Paranormal right. Activity, Wreck, um, Searching, which we talked about. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Great film. Very much like that. Okay. So, like... One of them, there's a great scene where she, one girl's been fucking around with camera filters, you know, that change your face and stuff. Oh, yeah. And she goes into a living room like and, there's, and there's just a face, like a filtered face on in the middle of the room. And she like goes to touch it and it just turns and looks at her. And to say that, like I say, exactly like Sean's like, no. Nope. <laughs> Did you scream like that girl with her? Um, well, the funny thing was, right. So I got um, sent a review copy to watch like on my laptop and I was trying to li- airplay it onto my Apple yeah. TV. But the connection was slow. Yeah, mate. Have you ever tried watching? Have you ever tried doing a Zoom call and the connection's shit? Now imagine that and you're trying to watch a film about yeah. a Zoom call on a Zoom call and it's just, very confusing. It was just the scares were a bit delayed, which was just made it worse but better. It was fucking weird. But mate, for an hour long, just under an hour long, I'd highly recommend it. Yep. Um, if you want to just be scared, it's okay. not the story's not amazing because it's yeah. literally just people sat on a zoom, a zoom call. call but it's um, all the shit that happens but it's very clever in some of the stuff it does um, so not to spoil it like one girl makes up that she's being contacted and she was like I was only joking so she, this is what starts it oh, right, okay. and the woman hosting the seance says well because you've done that all this any spirit that was trying to contact us will manifest as what you've just described so she was like I used to go to school with this kid who hung himself and that's it and you're like smart move you're going to die and I'm really glad you yeah. deserve everything you just come in hustle yeah hustle um, but another film I watched as well that I've been meaning to put on it's on Netflix as of today okay uh, Peanut Butter Falcon yeah it's um, Shia LaBeouf yeah haven't um, seen it mate if you need to pick me up you're not going to find a better one than this okay. like for one, I only, I only got it because it was like two quid on iTunes to buy. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just buy it. And then I found out it was going to be on um, Netflix this week. So it's Shia LaBeouf is a, like a down down and look like crab man. Works on a, works on a dock. You wrote this, didn't they? Um, no, Honey Boy you wrote. Honey Boy, sorry. Which is next on the list as well because that's on Amazon Prime, I think. Um, basically, it's about this young lad called Zach. He's a 23-year-old kid. He's got Down syndrome and he escapes... It busts out of an old people's home that he works in, or, or he lives in, because his family like abandoned him. But he lives lives in this old people's home, and he wants to become a wrestler, right? And he's been rewatching this video over and over again of this this wrestler, very much like Captain Insano of Waterboy yeah. sort of thing. And he wants to go to this academy and become a wrestler. So he busts out the joint, um, ends up on Shia Buff's boat, and it's very much like you know, Perfect World with Kevin Costner. Yeah, very much a road trip film of a guy who obviously originally doesn't want anything to do with this guy who's just like a a burden on him yeah. because he just doesn't know where to and go become know, best pals. yeah and they become best pals and it's just a fucking great film man it's so I can't I can't stress to you like you know we talked about for example we talked about Last of Us and I like finished that and I felt like I needed four showers and a whiskey because yeah. I was just so depressed <laughs> this just really fucking lifts your spirits it's just a, like sad not sad, no. like just heartwarming. Every weirdly, and it sounds really stupid to say, as if like, well, duh. Every character you meet is lovely. Like, 
every even small bit rolls everyone's so fucking nice and it's not fake it's like just being genuinely nice people right okay um so they end up meeting so one point in the story uh they've got no boat because their boat's been something's happened to the boat i can't remember what has happened and they need to get a new one and they end up at this scrapyard where this blind guy lives right and he's like i'll baptize you because uh, he's really, he's like a God-fearing man. And he's like, you guys were going to stole my boat. That's a sin. I'll baptise you. And he's just like doing it just because he wants to. And he just wants to help him. And like, you're just like, these are really odd characters, but yeah. they're all so sound. Um, wrestling. So obviously with wrestling involved, there's guest appearances from Jake the Snake Roberts and <laughs> Mick Foley's in it. Fucking hell. And I was like, to the point where they end up at a ref, they end up at a wrestling match and the ref's there. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And he's got this big, quite bigger beard than normal it's like right. that's mankind and Tina's like who the fuck's mankind I was like oh. who the fuck is mankind <laughs> get out get out no the fucking sock him like yeah. um, but yeah just a really nice film man and like I say it's on Netflix today so I haven't even heard of it definitely watch it this was the film when um, it was like 2017 I think it was being made and this was when Shia LaBeouf got his DUI and stuff and went off the rails a bit um, but you watch it and I we talked about me and team talked about how I think that he's going to be a Tom Hardy he's going to be the next Tom Hardy he's going to go like he went off the rails he's come back he's recalibrated himself and he's doing stuff like I think he's going to be the next big actor like I know he already was yeah but I think he's got so much more potential. And to watch this, you're just like, yeah, you've got something different. I mean, I've always liked him. And, yeah. And a lot, and more, more stuff that I've seen him in. But I think it's the fact you look at films like Transformers, yeah. Disturbia, which is a great film. But, yeah. But it was very much the even Stevens, younger Shia LaBeouf yeah. era. And he's gone away and yeah, come back. Lawless, though. Lawless, Fury. Yeah, Fury, which is probably And it's, I know we ripped the piss out of it a while ago. It's actually making me more excited for The Tax Collector. Yeah. Just because... I'm like, fucking hell, I didn't know you had this in you to make this sort of film where it... He gave up on him. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, did, kind of. Like, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I did. I was like, he's done, man. Because I think it was that issue of he was seen so oddly in the public eye and stuff. Yeah. And I think... But yeah, I just really recommend it. I'm going to watch this in Honey Boy because I've still not seen that. And I'll watch them back, um, another one. But I definitely recommend it. Um, Shall we go to our actual recommendation? A real good recommendation for this week. So... Firstly, massive thanks to everyone who fucking contributed. We sent a DM out to all our followers on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK asking if you've got a favourite film, we want a recommendation because we thought cinemas would be at close for a bit longer. Turns out that's not happened. Wrong. But up north, they're still being a bit restricted. Um, I miss Cineworld like I miss my dog. Um, uh, we're going to the cinema later though, and we're very excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All, all praise be to Odeon. Yeah, basically. They are new overlords. Um, we got some really good recommendations. We got loads. So thanks, thanks again, man. Um, Thirty-six so far. Yeah. Um, and they're all bangers. Like, there's a few ones I'm excited to watch just because I'll be like, this will be interesting for mine and Sean's reaction. Um, but our first one was from a Mr. Craig Hogg, who, as I mentioned before, he's the guy that I went for a pint with the other week and just hasn't slayed into him because there's so many films on the list that he's not seen. I was like, how have you lived? How, how, you, how are you his friends? How do you look at yourself in the mirror knowing I've never seen Goodfellas? Yeah. Like, My what God. the fuck? Can you imagine a world not seeing Goodfellas? Out, it did come out with a banger though. So like, the first suggestion was... Sweaty 80s action. <laughs> <laughs> in a jungle. In a jungle. Predator. Predator, which I still stand by. Get to the chopper. Which Arnie's favourite line. 
It's, uh, that's his favorite. That's his favorite. My line. favorite line in that is because stick around, stick around, which was improvised. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> like just so many little fucking. This it's, is a gem of a film, right? As but Sean upset me over the weekend. I upset him because I said something that that made made him cry a little bit. Well, I'm not the only person about this. Well, what so, do you not like about <clears throat> Predator? Well, I didn't, I didn't. Nothing. Should be nothing. But I didn't realize this until I rewatched it. Though. Right. The music. Music's fucking brilliant. No, it's not. It is. It does not. <laughs> and it's like there's like bits that the music just doesn't fit for me. Do you know what I mean? So, hey, that's what it is. It's eighties. You get so what you see. He's ripping into the man that made the sound, the score for one of his favourite films of all time. Yeah. How do you you know what I mean? Just, I know, but you upset me. He's obviously done that back in the day. But anyway, great film. Great film. Um, what did you take from it besides the naff? Sound score, just a, just a feel good action film. Man. It was just like my one of my favorite bits in it is the bit where they're just shooting the shit out of the jungle. And I'm like, <laughs> how fucking good would that be as an just actor? A, as a stress just like you can see him like they're obviously firing the weapons. Yeah. And like, even Arnie's like doing that blinking thing. Yeah. You know when you're fucking shooting these guns, and I'm like, that would have been fucking amazing. I think I think I love it. There's so many different. Are you things. asking me what I took away from Predator? Me, because the thing is, so here's the interesting thing. There's a there's a really good documentary on the Predator on the well if you've got a Blu-ray or whatever where they interview Robert Rodriguez who wrote Predators which is the third one yep. with Lawrence Fishburne in, yep. and I really like that one yeah it was not bad which is in what's interesting about that it's is not as bad as Predator two Predator two is not that bad yes Predator the Predator is that, not good yeah. but for one yeah Robert Rodriguez got had an interview about it and he basically said that's what got him into filmmaking okay, okay. and he said he loved it because it completely changes trajectory. It starts off like Commando, where you've got these hard fucking cases, you know, made shortly after Aliens, undeniably inspired, where the yeah. guys, the guys that wrote the script actually pushed the script under a door at 20th Century Fox, hoping it would get read. And they just went for the fucking, like, let's just go for the risk of it, and obviously got turned into a film. So it was inspired a lot by Aliens, but Rodriguez puts it brilliantly. It says it does start like a typical Arnie film. And the reason it's one of his favourites is because it's the it's the weakest you see Arnie, which sounds really ridiculous because he's stood on a rock and he's chewing on a fucking Cuban cigar yeah. and he's got muscles bursting through his shirt. You son of a bitch! Yeah, you son of a bitch! Like he is Arnie at the top of his game. He is the leader of the fucking the leader. Yeah. Like everything about him is Arnie. Yeah. And then halfway Me- through the film, it just goes, nope. There's something worse in the jungle than him. Yeah. And it's taller and it's faster and it's scarier and it's got Arnie literally outnumbered. Well, not outnumbered. It's one on one by the end of it. Yeah. But you've seen all these guys that are fucking hard if it cases. Belly, they fucking heebie-jeebies. Exactly. Like and that, well, that was it. That's the great thing he said. Like he talks about how the fact that he builds all these guys up. Yeah. And they're shitting themselves. And it's like fucking hell. If they're scared. Yeah. This this thing is dangerous. And so Rodriguez talks about like he said how it switches halfway through, which would explain us till dawn. Yeah, true. Because Dust Till Dawn starts off like a high school movie yeah. and then goes fucking what? <laughs> just like a normal crime. They've, yeah. they've, they've just robbed the place. They've robbed they're the bank. Dri- they're driving away. They're going to meet the, the guy and then you're like... And they go to a bar and it's not the right bar. Roll up, roll up for some pussy. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? Amazing. And Such that, and, and, and you know, you look at that and then even the creation of it. So originally, Jean-Claude Van Damme was in a rubber suit for The Predator 
and they they filmed all these scenes right and they were like right we'll save it to the last because it's gonna be the most expensive yeah yeah so um john mctiernan who directed die hard whose fucking back catalogue of films is ridiculous yeah. die hard die hard 3 predator <laughs> last action hero just absolute bangers so they film what he talks about in this interview he's like we filmed the whole thing they ship the predator suit over we're really excited to get it right and we're waiting we're like this thing needs to be fucking lethal and we open the crate and it's like an excavation of a mummy they're like cracking it open in the car in the, in the big wooden yeah. crate and we, as soon as we saw and he's like it says in the interview he's like as soon as we saw it we knew we were fucked have you ever seen the original design no let me get this up for you it can be my fucking what, is <laughs> what I can only describe as a mighty morphin no Power way. Rangers monster of the week you know the end. You know the end shot of like a when the Megazord turns up yeah. and it spikes in these buildings and it's like waving its arms around to yeah. try and like look a bit. That's what it looked like. Foxy, right? And more interestingly, the man in the suit was none other than muscles from Brussels, Jean Claude Van Damme. That's weird, right? And he was not happy. He wanted more screen time. He he couldn't move properly in the suit because it was so constricting for him. Because what it was was, it had. He was in the neck of the suit, so he would basically, like, from the top of his head, would be an extra couple of inches, and then the actual monster's head. Yeah, on yeah. It, right. Had a big old bulging eye in the middle. Was supposed to be like a ninja-like acrobatic <laughs> hunter, which would explain why they got Van Damme on board. Yeah. But he was just complaining. It was too hot. It was too constricting. Couldn't move properly in it. The head wobbled when he ran, so it looked like <laughs> a fucking Power Rangers monster. Um, and they're like, right, we can't fucking use this. What do we do? It's the fucking and it wasn't my called, god. It wasn't called Hunter. It was called Predator. Uh, it wasn't. No, it was called Predator. Yeah, it was called, called, called Hunter. Hunt. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so that's what it originally looked like. Fuck. Would you back me up in agreement of you got the Power Rangers vibe? Yeah. yeah? It and, looks like the the guy in Power Rangers with the big staff, no, the big silver staff. Yeah. He's got the same same sort of body. Lord Zed. That's it's a fucking scary Lord yeah, Zed. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like, and it had long arms, and it walked on like. Yeah, see that there. Yeah, kind of long arms. It looked very insect-like, right? That's the kind of short, isn't it? it? Yeah. So the only one of the only shots you you'll be able to see if you search for it online is when Carl Weathers gets it um, uh, in Predator. So at this point, there's Van Damme. My spectacled Van Damme in a white suit. Um, so they shot these scenes, and they were like, right, this ain't gonna work. So Arnie's like, right. I know a guy he used to work with a Mr. Stan Winston for the Terminator he did all the Terminator makeup can we get him on and he's like right fucking sign him up so the great thing about this is just the fucking creation of this monster right where Stan Winston had seen a picture of a of a dreadlocked like warrior right yeah. and he was like there's an interesting fucking design so he starts making it and he was on a plane and they were pushing I think it wouldn't be Terminator 2 might have been hmm Basically, him and James Cameron on a, on a plane together flying to Japan, Stan Winston and James Cameron, and he's sketching out his design for the Predator. James Cameron goes, you know what I've never seen on a monster? Mandibles. Little fucking yeah. crab-like pincers. And Stan Winston's like, well, I'll fucking give you fucking pincers. <laughs> watch us, uh, Watch this bitch. And um, that's how it came to be. And it's like, can you imagine, like, that design is the key thing of that whole film. Because... You see this thing running around with a hockey mask, like a hockey mask. Yeah, on, and then when it takes and you're it like, off, what the fuck is that? And he stands up instantly and says, "He says I remember sat in a cinema, and I can I could feel the anticipation of like, what does it look like under there? Yes, yeah, very true. And he's an ugly motherfucker. He's very ugly. But like, that is, I just think it's a great for one. It's 
Arnie's only well, not Arnie's only horror film because Terminator I see is a horror film personally. Yeah, but it's a horror film that completely twists with conventions of getting rid of all these action guys. You know, fucking Billy's last stance on the tree on the on the passage yeah. of like, just slashes his, his slashes his chest and he's like, "Fuck it." He's like, "There's something in there." What does it say? There's something out there, and it ain't no man. We're all gonna die. Yeah, and he's just like, "Fuck it." And it's and it is very very much building on the idea of aliens of like. Yes, all these hard case marines up against this thing, but it's only one, and it's present day, and one of them's Arnie, and Arnie's in the shit, and you're just like, what the fuck? I remember watching this really late at night when I was about ten or eleven, yeah. and thinking it was the greatest fucking film I'd ever seen. So good. Because as a kid growing up, action movie wise, this is probably one of the best. Like this is the best, one of the best eighties action films I can think of. Yeah, it's up there with Die it's Hard. Very easy as I say at the start. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, it's just that whole, you know. Fucking the sweat on the muscles and the fucking. Well, do you know what I mean? Carl Weathers wearing a shirt three yeah, times too small for exactly. him. Exactly. Um, them getting on a fucking jeep at the beginning, travelling about ten foot, and they know they've all got their own jeep. I know why. Um, because. And just some of the backstories about it, like Jesse Ventura um, had a bet with Arnie where he said he could measure his biceps, and the winner of the, whoever's got the biggest biceps um, gets a bottle of champagne. He was always a strange cat anyway. Yeah. Ventura still has to this day. But he, um, he basically made a deal with Arnie and Arnie's like, yeah, no problem. Um, and Jesse went to the wardrobe department and asked him like, who's bigger? And the wardrobe department like, oh, it's you. And then they finally, and Arnie was like, no, you're not, no, you're not, bullshit, bullshit. And he's like, I'm telling you, like, I'm bigger than you. He says, right, okay. So they both measured up and Arnie won. What Jesse didn't know is Arnie had gone, hey, wardrobe department, right? Jesse's going to come to you and he's going to ask how big my biceps are. Okay. You need to tell him you've got he's got bigger biceps than me because there's a bottle of champagne in it for me. <laughs> and like, Arnie was a fucking joker, man, like on this set, like an absolute dickhead to all the crew. I've heard like a lot of... Well, but his whole not, pumping iron thing, yeah, like yeah. him and Lou Ferrigno oh, were just... He was a dick to Lou Ferrigno. was a dick. But like... He, very, very ego. Egocentric. Like, yeah, but... You know, we talked about uh, we talked a while ago about Last Dance and how like Michael Jordan had that capacity of like, yeah. focus and stuff. Arnie was a hundred percent a driven guy. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why he is the way he is. But it's like even Carl Weathers talks about how, you know, every time I saw Arnie, always got a fucking cigar on, always without fail. And I didn't, and he's like, I didn't smoke. My body was a fucking temple. But my God, did these cigars smell nice? So one day I'm like, can I just have one? So Arnie gives him one, and then three days three days go by. He's had three he's had three cigars in that time. And he says he one day he went back to his trailer and he'd sent him a big box of cigars, just like as a nice like. Probably. And he's just, I just think it's a fucking great film, man. There's so we many. We were st- talking about how I don't think that Arnie would succeed in today's market. Yeah, she did say that um, because of the accent. Well, I don't think the accent is an issue for, for um, what for audiences. Do you think? Well, no, I just think in today's market, do you know what I mean? If we're going to put them in like action films and stuff. Are we on about? Are we on about current age or eighties Arnie? Is it you saying if you oh, talk, like you eighties yeah. like Arnie the and put him in a yeah at the peak of his career? I mean, I think yes and no. Why, I think why yes. I think yes because he is a guy that just has charisma. Yeah, definitely. And I think there are certain films he would have been a great Bane. Mm, yeah. Uh, like, and I'm not talking about in a Nolan film if they make a Bill new Tom Hardy, yeah. Well, I'm all right with him, but but this is what I was I was literally about to go on to that. Arnie would be good in a warrior, or he's that physical, yeah. immovable object. Like, but at the same time, I think the action scenes as a whole 
we have changed dramatically. Oh, 100%. We've got films like Atomic Blonde. I mean, don't get me wrong, he obviously paved the way for like, yeah. we were talking about like, The Rock. And well, it's that whole thing of, uh, you've seen The Walking Tour with The Rock in? Yeah. Where he walks into a nightclub and Arnie walks out and yeah. he's like, short turn now. And nah. I was just like, that's such a great I little know. fucking moment of passing the torch. Yeah, and he's right. Arnie. Like, The Rock is our is our generation's Arnie. Yeah, 100%. Um, and he does the, the funny films as well. Yeah, you know I mean? and like, he's like, he's had his laughs. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think, I think it still holds up. Personally, I think what? it still holds up. Predator still oh, holds fucking up. Oh, it's a classic film. But I think it's mad that it does. Well, because from what it... That's from, a sign of a good good film, though. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. It's like when it just it stands the test of time. Mm. And I think my only, my only issue with it is I wish it didn't have the opening shot of the ship coming in. So it starts with the ship coming in and landing on there. Yeah, and I'm like, that wasn't it? You would like, right, it's just going to be like an action jungle yeah. film. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, Rob, you were saying that's about the um, the old guards as well when it starts off. Yes, yeah, kind of ruins it for you a wee bit. Yeah, because like you already know it's in there, it's in the jungle. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think I think I remember like in this interview, Rodriguez talks about how when he went to see it, they like they sold it the trailers, they sold it as Commando. Obviously, he got something very different by the end of it. Mm. Um, but also like shout out to the fact that fucking like Arnie has this Arnie there's there's a, there's a time where like there's like seven to ten minutes with no dialogue where Arnie's literally just prepping that's right and yeah, the whole chase scene near the end is him lighting the fires it's literally primal fucking this is it now I'm going yeah. for it I've got nothing left Aye. and I loved even the fucking scenes of him swinging from trees to trees and he hugs the tree yeah and stops and you can just see it walking down behind him and he's just like like the I first like time you saw that, I was like, I like the fact where he's like hugging the tree and it's just there. It just and you can it turns his eyes. Mate, I genuinely think the Predator fucking click is one of the most iconic yeah. sound effects in cinema. More than a lights like lightsaber. Yeah, it's just like stick around, stick around, and it's yeah. oh mate, what a brilliant what a brilliant idea for a fucking like enemy that imitates sound and like literally hunts you, like yeah. examines how you fucking move and tracks. Oh mate, it's really and, good. Just yeah, just a fucking iconic film. So yes, started off the uh, recommendations with a fucking buying. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you've not seen Predator, what are you doing what, with your what's life? What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's can you imagine not seeing Predator. There's one know. film you can't watch. Um, but yeah, big shout out to Craig Hogg for suggesting it. We really appreciate it. Um, we will be doing another one next week. We won't. We haven't picked it yet. Yeah. But I think we will do. We've got thirty something else to do. Yeah, what well, we should mention. Is that our competition? It's still going for George Art's classic, stunning. Get it on my wall, else I'll and I'll kill anyone to get it. Um, oh, bit oh, of oh. it's just sat in my office. Yeah, right? It's just sitting here, and I've got a bare wall on the other side of it. And I want it on the wall, but I can't <laughs> get it. Um, but yeah, um, fucking mate, Sean Jordan has last week submitted a brilliant fucking piece of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, if we you haven't seen it. It's on. Uh, this is real good UK. Yes, the post is up there. Um, if you like, share, follow both ourselves and Jordan, um, and subscribe to the podcast and send us a screenshot, you will be an entry. The more things you do, the more in- yeah. entries and chances you've got of winning it. We will be announcing next the winning next week. But yeah, um, so yeah, get involved in that. If you've got any regular, real good recommendations, send us a DM at This Is Real Good UK. Uh, where you'll be find news, birthdays of famous people. It's fucking birthdays today. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty shit. Sad. A bit sad. Talk about Screen Five as well, basically. I know. Um but uh but yeah, um everything that's going on will be going on there and you can find us at the real usual place on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes and all that jazz. Everywhere. Everywhere. We are everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um 
But thank you very much for listening this week. We will be back next week with more of this baloney. Hopefully, with neither of us will be hangover. Although I've got a barbecue on Saturday, oh. so the tables might turn. Shit, didn't yes. think this Get my own back. But where can we find you, Nick, on Instagram? At Nick Stanleyforth. That's you where can, I am. You can find me at Beard Carnage. Um, thanks for listening this week, guys. Appreciate it. We, me and Nick, are off to the fucking cinema. Yay! Nachos and popcorn. Are we allowed to eat? Yeah. All right, and Tango Ace Plus. Oh, right. Seriously, go now. Bye, 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 bye,